Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Coming up on January 14th at the Rodman Street Baptist Church in East Liberty. It is a free concert celebration in honor of the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Let Freedom Sing. It is the 16th annual concert celebration, and it will be co-conducted by Dr. Herbert Jones leading the MLK Festival Singers. Now, admission is free, but donations are being accepted to benefit the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. On the line with us right now is uh, Dr. Herbert Jones, who... Well, first of all, let me say good morning, Dr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm very good. Uh, you have have had a very varied career, and and that's really what I want to talk to you a, a little bit about. Your okay. your 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 pathway includes uh, music, history, worship, theology. Dance. Uh, you, you've been an educator. You've been a, a musician. Uh, you have taught all over the country. Um, uh, it, it's it's. It, it, what, let me ask you first of all uh, about the role of music in your life. Uh, let's let's take you way back to to your childhood. And yeah. what what are your earliest memories of music? Ah, uh, well, <clears throat> I, I'm asked that question. I'm, or similar question of that nature often. Um, I came, according to my family, <laughs> I came out of my mother's womb being a musician. <laughs> uh, my, okay. my dad and mom were not musicians, lovers of music, but not musicians. My dad used to always say that I was the only child that was born grown. He used to say that because I was so large when I was born. I was 13 and a half pounds when I was born. Uh, but that um, my love for music began at a very early age. My mom would say that uh, I was an, a very quiet child. I, you know, the only time that I would cry when I was a baby was when it was time for the diaper to be changed or, <laughs> okay, <laughs> or that I was, you know, it was about to feeding time uh, and that she could play. She always had the radio on and I just was at, ease whenever I heard music, always, just calm. So uh, having been homeschooled early and going to uh, going into a, at my earlier years, they had what was called double promotions, which is actually AP courses now, advanced courses. Okay. Uh, so I would skip grades. So I went from kindergarten to second grade. Ernestine Green was my music teacher in second grade. Uh, she was wonderful. I remember beginning with the tonette, uh, 
and learning to play the tonette and learning to read music. She taught us to read music a to- by a, second a, grade. A, a tonette was a kind of a chord organ, right? Is that what I remember? The, remember the it's, like, it's, it's like a flute. Oh, okay. okay. Like, along the flute family. You okay. know? And, um, and so I, I was always able to sing, always able to sing. So I was in the, the honors choir for elementary and middle school. And um, my love for music just grew even more so. I always knew that uh, growing up that I was going to always be in music. That was my desire. That was my love. I wanted to always be very well educated. I always wanted to bring that education and music to the church. And so I, my life and my, my plight, my, my journey has been that. We're talking this morning with uh, Dr. Herbert VRP Jones. Uh, he is the founder and director of the, let me make sure I have this right, the Heritage Gospel Chorale of Pittsburgh, correct? That is correct. Okay. We're, um, and, and he will be uh, leading the MLK Festival Singers uh, on January 14th at the Rodman Street Baptist Church. That uh, event is both in person and will be streamed. You can find more information at letfreedomsing.net. There will be a free will offering taken up for the uh, Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, but um, uh, otherwise admission is free. Uh, home is not originally for, from Pennsylvania for you, though, correct? Where where was home I'm a right. I'm a Southern transplant from Jackson, Mississippi. From Jackson, Mississippi. Tell us a little bit about Jackson, Mississippi. What do you remember about growing up in Jackson? I I grew up uh, in uh, an area where the arts and extracurricular activities were very, very much alive and well. My high school, which was Samuel Manuel Brinkley High School, had five thousand students. Um, we, my senior class, my graduating class, there were 1,275 in my senior class. Um, that lets you know the kind of school that was. Mrs. Seal, the late Mrs. Celia Williams Carr, who was my high school choral director, um, gathered me under her wing when I was eighth grade, nurtured me, taught me, mentored me, Followed my career after high school, all the way through undergraduate school, to graduate school, up until she transitioned uh, two years ago. Uh, we always kept in touch. Uh, she always co- contacted me. I always contacted her. Three things she always said whenever we talked at the end of the conversation. She always said to me, Herb, it was just, just a joy to teach you. The second thing was, and remember, God never makes any mistakes. <laughs> and number three, I love you. Those three things. Yes. Yes. She is the reason next to God that I am in music to this day. We're talking with Herbert VRP Jones. Um, he, he will be leading the MLK Festival Singers uh, on Saturday, January 14th at the Rodman Street Baptist Church um, in the Let Freedom Sing celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And and that's actually the MLK Festival Singers is a blended group of different choirs and chorales. Is that accurate? Yes. That is correct. That is 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 comprised of community choir members, uh, church choir members, school choir members, um, semi and professional singers as well. So, mm-hmm. and that includes so the Heritage Gospel Chorale, which, which you founded and, and that you direct, along with the the Bach Choir, the Renaissance City Choir, yes. the the the, the yes. Rodman Street Church's uh, choir itself will be also participating. Yeah, and and there is a senior um, group called Lemington. Heritage Chorale, founded by Pastor Derek Tynes. 
members of that chorale are singing as well. Your your career, as I mentioned at the outset of the program, spans uh, theology, divinity, history, uh, ethnomusicology. Um, you, you mentioned that you have been a, a lifelong learner. Why was that so important? Is that something that was instilled in you by your parents, by your family? What, what inspired you to, to be a lifelong learner as you've been? Yes, to all of that. Okay. Um, my parents, my mom especially, was always involved in everything that uh, in which I was involved. She was very supportive. She always made sure that all of she knew all of my teachers, that my teachers knew her to the point of even inviting them to the house for lunch or for dinner so that she could they would know who she is and she could get to know them and and talk to her, talk to them about her child and, his, and my interest and to um, become very supportive. Uh, I had a family that was very supportive and a village. It takes a village to rear the child. So I had a, a community of uh, supporters. Now, interestingly enough. The people that I saw in the classroom and at school Monday through Friday, I also saw them in the community on the weekends and at church on Sundays. So it was that kind of environment growing up. Very nurturing, very um, encouraging, very supportive. You have also been active in this uh, secular music community as well, though. You've, you've, mm-hmm. you've, you've, you've taught and you've performed jazz and blues. Am I accurate about that? I taught jazz and blues, um, performed jazz, quasi-jazz uh, with ensembles, but not as a soloist per se. Mm-hmm. But yes, to answer your question, yes. Uh, the, this is this is a huge question, um, and, and we have a break actually coming up, so we may have to take a break okay. while, while we're answering this question. But um, in, in my interests a lot of times are in um, middle 20th century American music, so 40s, 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. 70s. And it, mm-hmm. I, this is an oversimplification, but it, it seems to me that so much of what we call, quote unquote, American forms of music, jazz, rock and roll, rhythm and blues, are actually straight out of the black community, was totally developed uh, you know, by the black community. And it, it seems to me that so much of that comes out of the sacred music absolutely. tradition, comes out of the church, comes out of church music. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you talk with uh, performers of that, uh, of that, of, of those genres, I should say, uh, you will find that their roots began in the church. You know, uh, your blues singers, your jazz instrumentalists, your jazz singers, their roots began in the church. And what it, it, take, for instance, um, if we talk about uh, the name Thomas A. Dorsey, who was a traditional gospel composer and arranger, uh, the a composer of Precious Lord, Take My Hand. Well, he was the pianist for Ma Rainey. Uh-huh. Uh, and that style of playing, when he brought that into the church uh, in Chicago, you know, the church, of course, saying we don't want that kind of style in our in the church service. But he is the father of traditional gospel music. Uh, so that style, um, instrumentally and vocally, was brought into the church and still exists in the church. It's a meshing of of all of it. You know, I. Uh, with my chorale, we do everything. It's a gospel chorale, but we do everything. We do anthems, we do spiritual, we do contemporary gospel, we do uh, traditional gospel, uh, we do jazz uh, uh, styles of, of pieces, we do jazz style uh, or hymns that are in the style of jazz. All of that um, 
if you go to a restaurant, unless that restaurant specializes in just one style of food, you have a smorgasbord <laughs> which you use. So when you come to worship, you have people who are lovers of hymns. So that need needs to be met. You, those who love traditional and appreciate traditional gospel, contemporary, the anthems, all of the spirituals, all of that needs to be a part of worship. Let's let's pause right there. We'll take a 30-second break. When we come back, I want to ask you how some of these different forms of gospel, how, how you can distinguish, and, and I know there's a lot of overlap, but, you know, what makes uh, uh, spiritual gospel versus Southern gospel versus um, sure. tr- traditional worship music, uh, for instance. Yeah. I also want to ask about what some of the pieces that people will hear uh, on January 14th at the event, okay? Okay. All right. Uh, Dr. Herbert V. R. P. Jones uh, is with us. He is the founder and director of the Heritage Gospel Chorale. He will be leading the MLK Festival Singers on January 14th at 7 o'clock at the Rodman Street Baptist Church in East Liberty in the 16th anniversary celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the 16th annual Let Freedom Sing concert. And you can find out more about that at letfreedomsing.net. You're tuned to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifflers.com or call 412-678-6191. Dr. Herbert V.R.P. Jones is our guest this morning. He is founder and uh, director of the Heritage Gospel Chorale of Pittsburgh. And on January 14th at the Rodman Street Baptist Church at 7 o'clock, he will be co-conducting the uh, 16th annual concert celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. called Let Freedom Sing. Now, that is a free concert, but there will be a free will offering to benefit the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. For more information, letfreedomsing.net. When we took the break, uh, we were starting to get into sort of the differences between different kinds of gospel music and having worked for a couple of different radio stations, gospel... Saying gospel music is to use the example you were using before the break is like saying, well, our restaurant sells food, right? There's so many different kinds of food that it's it's almost meaningless. What's the difference between what might be termed southern gospel music, which which often I think is is white groups versus black gospel music versus what's what's the difference between that and what's the difference between traditional gospel music versus worship music, for instance? How 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 do the styles differ? Yeah. Yeah, you sort of nailed it. Uh, generally, on the, nailed it on the head. Um, the the southern gospel music is a genre of Christian music, of course. You know, its name comes from its origin in the southeastern United States. Um, its lyrics are are written to express either personal or communal faith regarding biblical teachings and Christian life, and it's predominantly done and um, performed by non African American singers mm-hmm. and performers. Um, and when you, when you talk about, uh, uh, traditional gospel music, you've got the, the Southern traditional gospel, of course, and then you've got the traditional style that when I mentioned Thomas Dorsey earlier, the, to, the music of the twenties, thirties, forties, and fifties leading up to the sixties until the mid sixties, you had the Hawkins family who, who moved us from 
that traditional focus of traditional gospel to cross over with that old Happy Day recording. Mm -hmm. And that brought to a new style or a new genre, if you please, of music. But um, the differences basically between stylistic differences between traditional and contemporary gospel is melodic and rhythmic styles of music. You know, the contemporary involves more instrumentation where your traditional gospel did not originally start that way. And it seems to me that traditional gospel music as well is also built around group harmony. Um, how, how important is that blending of different kinds of voices and, and, and melodies and counter melodies to traditional gospel music? Well, well, when you talk about that, you our focus then begins to look at quartets uh-huh. because yep. you're talking about the yep. earlier yep. years, the barbershop quartets and the traditional, like the, uh, like in the African American perspective, the Fairfield Four yep. and the uh, Pilgrim Jubilee, Jubilees and the uh, Jackson Southern Airs, the Williams Brothers, those those groups that were traditional gospel and or and are, I should say, traditional gospel per- performers and ministers. And, and I think of the, like the Golden Gate Quartet would be another one. Golden Gate Quartet, absolutely. And then when, absolutely. when you get into the when you get into the more secular music, I think of the the Mills Brothers, uh, for yes. instance, and that blending yes. of voices. Um, right. Fairfield Four, yeah. and all of those. You know, the Five Blind Boys of Mississippi and yeah. Alabama, all of those. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about male voices, but there were the female groups, the Claire Ward singers and, uh, you know, those those groups that began to um, preserve to preserve and perform traditional gospel music. How important as well was singing and group harmony in terms of personal entertainment? And I know for for younger people, it might be hard to believe that there was a time before everyone had an iPod and before everyone had radio and a computer, you know, but every house had a piano in the parlor or a chord organ or a guitar. How important was this as as a form of just relaxation and socializing to gather at someone's house and sing? Well, when, you, when we, we look at it from a historical perspective, um, when you talk about education, at, uh, the Lowell Mason era, uh, where every, in schools, um, the curriculum uh, or curricula was set up so that music was always included in, in the curriculum. And every household had some kind of music taking place. Every household had either a piano or a guitar, as you mentioned, or drums, as you mentioned, because music was a very vital part. And I share with people all the time, if you look at it from in the sacred aspect, the, the first most important book in the church is the Bible, of course, but the second most important book is the hymnal. So music plays a very vital role in the whole worship experience. If you look at the secular world, you're talking about music that groups that got together and, and sang just for the joy of singing and joy of, of, of fellowship. Uh, and that joy of singing and coming together, fellowship then brought them together. Um, they took that same spirit into the church and back, back, back outside of the church, back into the world where that then became a part of life. You know, without, can you imagine life without 
music? <laughs> I, I always – when people say to me things like, well, I don't like music or, or they'll say, I don't like jazz. And I'll say, wait a minute. Jazz could be Charles Mingus or it could be Peggy Lee. I mean there's something yeah, – Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something in between there. You, you don't like any of that? You don't like Nat King Cole? You right. don't like Ken Ball Adderley? You don't like any of it? Um, I, I want to ask yeah. – we have another break coming up. The time goes quickly, but – uh, in Pittsburgh, we love our doo-wop music, right? We we always – all these radio stations on the weekends, uh, so many of them, especially out in the suburbs, play doo-wop music. And, and so much of that music came out of Philadelphia and New York and Pittsburgh and Chicago and yes. St. Louis. You yes. are you are a yes. southern transplant to the north. Was, was doo-wop music – is that a southern transplant as well to the north? That, that, that is a southern transplant as well because you have to remember that growing up that southern uh, – coastline seaboard coming up to the east coast uh that's the the lifestyles and the musical styles that were performed and preserved in the southern region were, were brought with the, the people who were transplants as am i uh to the east coast i was fortunate enough to have uh, to grow up in a civil rights family that had all of the music of the civil rights movement all of the music of traditional gospel, all the music of the spirituals, the anthems, Eurocentric training, a meshing of the Eurocentric training and the Afrocentric training, along with gospel music, all coming together. Um, it, it, so, so the 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 tradition of of group harmony singing in church was transplanted mm-hmm. to um, teenage teenagers getting together as, as as the Platters or the or yes. the, the Dell Vikings or any of these groups. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. To, to sing and entertain one another on the street corner. Um, let's take yeah. our let's take our second break. When we come back, and I know the time is short, but I want to ask you a little about about the reforming of the Pittsburgh branch of the National Negro Opera Company. And, and I understand that um, if people go to the concert on Saturday, they can find out more about that. So I want to ask you about that after the break. Okay. And I'll, I'll make a correction when we come back. Oh, okay. Let's let's we'll we'll, we'll correct that when we come back. That we're talking this morning <laughs> with Dr. Herbert VRP Jones. Uh, he will be leading the MLK Festival Singers on January 14th at seven o'clock at the Rodman Street Baptist Church in the 16th annual concert celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Let Freedom Sing. Admission to that is free, but there will be a collection taken up uh, for the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. You can find out more by going to letfreedomsing.net. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. Are you aware that currently 20% of veterans, regardless of era served, suffer from PTSD alone and an average of 20 veterans commit suicide daily? So if you're a veteran suffering with these issues and need to talk, call Operation Vet Now or OVN at 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or visit opvetnow.org. Welcome back for a final few minutes with Dr. Uh, Herbert VRP Jones. And and you said you had a correction that you wanted to make on something I said. Yeah. Before the break, you had mentioned about the National Negro Opera Company being re reinstituted. Well, the facility that used to be the National Negro Opera Company, founded by Mary Cardwell Dawson, is under work. But 
but more specifically, the the Pittsburgh branch of the National Association of Negro Musicians has been relaunched, and our, our president is Ankwini Kensel. Uh, I'm serving as vice president. We've got uh, Adrian Kelly Davis, who is secretary, corresponding secretary, and Charmaine Davis, who is our secretary, That's and uh, Demarius Cooper, who is at Kappa. Um, okay. And very, very, very talented, very gifted uh, artist. All of us are the, the constitute the board of the reorganization uh, of the Pittsburgh branch of NAM. So we're inviting people to to get that information and come on board. And we will be doing some collaborations with those persons who are at the helm of uh, fundraising for the National Negro Opera okay. House, founded by Mary Martin. Cardwell Dawson. Now, the other side of the coin is Mary Cardwell Dawson founded the original branch of Pittsburgh branch of NAM. Later on, uh, many years fast forward, then the late Peggy Pierce Freeman, uh, the late George Duke Spalding, uh, and I reinstituted that along with the, the late David Webb, uh, reinstituted the Mary Cardwell Dawson branch of NAM years ago back in the 80s, late, mid to late 80s. And the official launch of that was held with the Pittsburgh Symphony performing uh, with um, Jesse Norman as a kickoff of the branch. Okay. So that's, we're, we're back alive, well, and kicking. Have, um, are there any uh, events, public events or shows coming up that, that people will be able to attend? We are in the process, the planning process of doing that. As okay. a matter of fact, okay. there is one major event that I propose to the, the branch for us to look at, and that's a, a, a coming together many uh, genres, and it's called Gospel Meets Jazz Meets uh, Classic. Okay. So you'll have the classical aspect, the, the gospel aspect, and the jazz aspect all coming together, so you'll get information on it. Okay. Uh, so if they, if they attend on January 14th uh, at 7 o'clock, they'll be able to pick up some information about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are some of the selections that our uh, people are going to hear on, on January 14th if, if they attend the event? Sure. Um, two of the pieces that I will be conducting this year, we took a different format. We have two co-conductors that will be uh, Alton Mitchell, who is the minister of music at Rodman Street Baptist Church. He will be doing two gospel pieces. Um, one is um, uh, For Every Mountain by Kirk Carr. And the other one is uh, is an up contemporary version of a spiritual, and and then I'm doing um, an a cappella uh, classical version of a spiritual by Dr. Sheila Johnson Hackle David play on your heart, and I'm doing To Sit and Dream based on the Langston Hughes poem arranged by Dr. Rosetheny Powell. Uh, an SATV version, very, very fine arrangement uh, for chorus. So those four pieces that you will hear. And our guest artist is Nikki Nicole Forte. Tell, tell us a little bit about her. Nikki serves as Chief of Staff, Eastminster Presbyterian Church, and is Minister of Music, uh, internationally recognized recording artist, and I adopted her years ago as my little sister. Um, she is a very gifted, very talented instrumentalist and vocalist. And we are just so honored and humbled that she is available 
and is willing to uh, be a part of this event with us this year. And we, we will be marking, uh, celebrating uh, the anniversary of the birth of, of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on, on the 16th uh, is the observed holiday. Right. Why, and, and, and Let Freedom Sing is, is the celebration of his life. Why is it so appropriate to, to celebrate Dr. King's life through music and specifically to do it in, in a Baptist church like this? One of the re- one of the, the rationales for this is many years ago, Let Freedom Sing is co-founded by Chris Rust, Vanessa German, and and me. Years ago, we got together and talked about our desire to uh, preserve and celebrate the theological and philosophical beliefs of the late Dr. Martin Luther King, and why not do it on his birthday weekend? And so we also started by looking at at that time bringing two communities together that would normally not come together. So we had urban meets suburban. We had Pittsburgh and Murraysville. We did the Saturday night concert at that time at the Six Mile Zion Baptist Church in a predominantly African-American neighborhood. And the Monday night concert was held at Franklin Regional High School in Murraysville. Marvelous. Just absolutely amazing. And we were just going to do it one year. And here we are 14, 15 years later (laughs) still repeating this. So that shows you the magnitude and the power of music bringing together celebration and I always say this, we are a community celebrating community in community. That, that's, that's what this event is. That is well stated. It's coming up at 7 o'clock on January 14th, that Saturday, at Rodman Street Baptist Church. That's at 611 Rodman Street in East Liberty. It is Let Freedom Sing, the 16th annual concert celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. We'll be featuring Nikki Porter, uh, the Rodman Street Baptist Church Choir under the direction of Alton Mitchell, and the MLK Festival Singers, which is a blending of uh, chorals and choirs from all over the Pittsburgh area that uh, will be led by uh, Dr. Herbert VRP Jones, who has been our guest this morning, and I know we're just about out of time here, but Dr. Jones, I also wanted to express uh, my sympathy. I know you've uh, suffered a, a se- you. several losses recently, and, and I appreciate yes. you being able to take the time to, to talk with us this morning. Thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you all for listening today to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.